Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Right, okay, welcome to Filthy Shambles, Season 3, Episode 6, and today, um, welcome back to to Ollie, Mr. Ollie Lister. It's been a while, Good mate. afternoon. It How has. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I guess in life, generally, fine, bit, a bit tired, uh, working yeah. hard, not really had time off this summer, had, had a few weeks. Football-wise, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> It's a bit messy. It's a bit messy. Um, Exciting times. What? Okay, let, let, let's just dive in. Where do you want to start, right? Because usually I got running order. It's very. It's, it's like it's barely structured. To be fair, even when I do have a running order, but where do you want to start? What? What is? What is causing you aggro, or alternatively, what is making you think things aren't as bad as they are? Because I get a feeling. I get a feeling that perhaps your opinions are slightly different to the the majorities, but I don't know. That's just a a, a wild guess. Uh, no, I think it's a pretty accurate guess. Um, I don't know. I think there's just been a, a a bit of a weight lifted off the club, really. You know, we've had four years of pretty grim situation with Jose, the Nuno, then Conte. Yeah, and I know that at times, uh, even myself yourself included got excited but you know with the help of hindsight you can see it was actually a pretty miserable time and the mm. football was pretty turgid so the fact that that's no longer going to be the case it's, it's got me quite excited i mean that's a massive thing right because it's it's the thing that it's the most fundamental thing about going to football are you are you going to enjoy the the actual football do you know what I mean? I know the social elements are really important. You, you know, if you if you do go to football regularly, or if you just go every now and again, you look forward to it because you're with your friends or family, and it's just it isn't it is an occasion. It is something that we enjoy doing because it is an escapism. But we, for the last several seasons, like you said, we've not really been escaping from the misery of life because of the the quality or the lack of quality of football that's that's been dished out and it's just made the entire experience a bit toxic and, and, and just a little bit miserable. I mean last season people were just selling their tickets towards the end of the season because it was just it they had enough. But having Ange there now and knowing already seeing, even though it's teasers, that we're playing slightly more expansive football on the front foot that alone, sh- it should be the, the 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 main thing that we're we're kind of anchoring ourselves to. So so why are we now collectively collapsing as a fan base? Is it the Harry Kane thing? Is it the lack of centre backs? Is it just is is it just this this impossible to remove yourself from narrative around the club ownership and everything that comes with it? I, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So let's do it one at a time. Like, like, what, what, what's your expectations for this season un, under Postecoglou? Considering that this transfer window still has a lot 
of things to, to sort out before we can genuinely predict what we might be able to do. Yeah, I mean, there's also quite a lot of road of it left, so it's probably why I'm not as um, panicky or worried as as maybe others are. Um, but my expectations for the season, I think, starts in the kind of coming together of some sort of project, really, some sort of plan, some sort of identity towards being a good team, you know, whatever that might look like in the season after, really. So I think something like fifth or sixth is obtainable. Um, but likewise, if it takes a little longer to gel or, you know, other circumstances arise that it, it doesn't quite get there. Um, but I think if if we can get sort of some sort of identity back, start playing football, start seeing some exciting stuff and start pushing towards, you know, the upper ends of the league again, yeah. then I'd be pretty happy with it. A kind of slightly elevated um, expectation from like a Martin Yole time, shall we say. I mean, that, that, that's fair. I mean, the, 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 the thing that resonates is identity, right? Because we, 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 we've not only have we not had an identity that we can relate to, like the club itself doesn't really know what it is or what it's meant to be doing as far as we're concerned from, from our perspective. Um, like philosophy wise, the way we've gone about our business in the last four years has been desperation, really. Kind of, you know, there's a broken squad, just give it to someone who's a serial winner and, and get something out of it as quickly as possible. And that, and that, that isn't really a philosophy, that's just, just a, an attempted quick fix, uh, with something that is, that is so interesting. Is that Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, we we can't do that because no. <laughs> because like there's so many there's so many things that that I think have held us back. I think the, the emotional baggage alone, because of I think everything that happened after the Champions League final, I think it did it did break us as a fan base and 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 the club itself. I think I think Poch probably should have left immediately. I think we should have had a, a proper clear out and a proper rebuild, but. That's not to say we haven't rebuilt. I mean, there's there's a lot that's made out of we've still got these players from four years ago, and it's like, well, okay, not not quite. We've still got a, we've still got a few, but most of them don't play. I say most of them. I mean, Sanchez doesn't play that much, right? He he was a fringe player, and it showed last season. And and Dyer and Davis, fair enough. You know, they've been knocking about for a while, and and probably Dyer is someone who needs a new. Uh, adventure or misadventure somewhere else, <laughs> but just for, for for the most, you know, for the most of it, when you look at the squad, we, we've we've bought a lot of players. We just haven't bought the right players we, for the right manager because we've never had the right manager. So identity is something that Postecoglou has immediately. He's come in. He's not even said I'm going to play this way because Tottenham play this way. He just happens to play that type of football that fits into what we what we find acceptable, what we want to see our team do. We want to see we, we want to see our team attack, but we also want to see them defend, which is obviously you know one of the long running issues with uh you know with the club and the transfer window and, 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 and the rest of it. Identity is it man. It's definitely what we need. Um the transfer window is <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 every year it's the same thing right it, everybody goes absolutely loopy comparing us to what other clubs are doing 
You know, like, I, I don't know how you want to deal with this, Ollie, because it, it, it always feels a bit daft trying to talk about it because you don't, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? Spurs mm. have bought players really quickly. We've done it last season with Conte. We, you know, Basuma seemed to come out of nowhere. There was a couple of other signings uh, that seemed like we, we, you know, we were doing the talking, but we weren't reading about the talking. And then we were doing, we were doing the medicals and the announcements pretty much in, in, in within a week or so. How are you reading this window just in terms of Harry Kane, the money we would get for Harry Kane, the fact that surely we have money to spend on players anyway, and the fact that we we are still like we we are literally in limbo with the two centre backs who who seemed at one point to be on the verge of signing and now it's just gone completely quiet. Like is in is there no part of you that thinks why can't we just be a bit cutthroat and ruthless in 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 how we 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 deal with this? Like just get it done. We're going to get it done anyway. Just get the players in now. We've just weeks left before we kick a ball properly in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want the players in as quickly as possible. Um, and there is the idea that, you know, could we be more ruthless? What, but what does that mean? It, it, how do we be more ruthless? Do we just pay over the, do you just pay more than it's worth, the player's worth? You know, is that, that. What is that what we're saying? I, I think it's more, and, and again, this is, I'm, I'm happy for you to pick holes in this. This is the whole point, right? Uh, because, like, I had a oh, conversation I with, <laughs> I had a conversation with, Jack uh, on on the last podcast last week, and obviously, you know, Jack being Jack, he went into a long rant, and 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 I guess where I fail with it was like sometimes you just want the club to make a statement, like to say, here's the new manager, we're going to back him in in the way that you would back a new manager. There's nothing special about backing a new manager; it's something that you 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 need to be doing, obviously. But just in terms of clearing the players out as quickly as we can and and signing the players in. Almost, almost like you're, you're just from the moment the window opens that you are doing business that you're bringing in players before pre-season, and I know that's not applicable to every single signing because some clubs are, are going to be like we are with Bayern Munich are going to be tricky to deal with because they're not going to want to lose their their asset for for anything less than what they value them for. I, I appreciate that. I'm not completely naive, but it always feels like Spurs are the ones that are. Incapable of multitasking, incapable of doing one tran- more than one transfer at a time. It just feels like in this moment, it just feels passive. And I don't know if that's just because we're, I'm worried or we are worried as a collective. Um, you seem to be far less... Um, what's, the, what's the right word being diplomatic here? Not Concerned. No, I mean far. Okay, yeah, far less concerned. I was going to use a, a completely different word, but um, I mean, we have so to get back cons- in. We do. Um, Don, you're going to say something we- about being concerned. Well, I, I, I will be concerned if we don't sign one by the end of the transfer window. Um, but that hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to panic about something that might not come to pass. You know. Sign a new centre back is, uh, you know, this year's um, make peace with it. It seems. Um, so I'm not too worried about it just yet. Uh, obviously, it'll be a travesty if we don't sign anyone. I'm not. Given that we've not got any European football, we're just in like three competitions this year. Yeah. I don't think it's 
absolutely vital we get two in. I think it's vital we get at least one in. Okay. Because we're going to play four at the back. Um, you'd imagine Romero, you know, Touchwood is, you know, available for the whole season. Hmm. He's going to be the starting centre-half, and then you're going to have a partner for him. So do, that means we're going to spend you know, 40, 50 million on Mickey and Tapsoba just for on each of them. So they're like 100 million down for one of them to sit on the bench. Um, mm. So I don't necessarily think it's vital we get two in. I know people disagree with me about that and they think Romero just uses us as a kind of training camp for Argentina. I'm not, I'm not of that school of thought. Um, but yeah, I think that's obviously, quite disrespectful saying that. I mean, that's just... I think he's a fantastic player. And, you know, yeah. I think, you know, last season was a complete mess. And yeah. I think the team just kind of disintegrated at the start of the season. You know, I, you know, I like to kind of back up my points, as you know. Um, we conceded 63 goals last year, which is, everyone talks about it. 28 of them, so nearly half, came in the last 12 games. And mm. if you look at the first 12 games, we conceded 13 goals. So what we're seeing is a kind of exponential increase in like conceding goals. The team was just deteriorating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as a result, the the results got poorer. People um, are going to be triggered by this, but I I I, I do agree with you. I do. I, uh, you know, it's it's not to say that defense doesn't need fixing. One hundred percent. Like we need fresh. fresh Absolutely. In. Like, no one's disputing that. Yeah, we got we've got Poro and Destiny. I know Poro. We obviously saw a bit of him last season, but we, it, it, you know, there are players in the squad already that that, that potentially can adapt and play to Postecoglou's, you know, uh, tactics. Possibly, we'll, we'll, we'll see yeah. how that plays out. You know, the whole inverted um, kind of fullbacks, wing wing backs, whatever you want to call them. Um, but like, I guess the centre-back positions, because Davis is playing there and obviously Eric Dyer is, is very much a, 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 a player that has decent runs of form and then kind of falls apart. I, yeah. I think the, the variables are really important. Okay, like Why did we fall apart towards the back end of the last season? Well, because the coaching, the manager, you know, the, the entire atmosphere within the club, yeah. you know, was... was People were just was down never, on that was not right. You can't have a manager who isn't a leader of the, the players. You know, as much as Conte does have an impressive CV, and I'm not disputing that he's not a good coach, I just don't think it was, you know, again, hands up. I, I also backed him initially. Um, but in the end, he just wasn't the right fit for the team and he wasn't adaptable. He wasn't, he, he was great at telling us everything that was wrong with Tottenham, plenty of harsh truths that are that things that we can't disagree with, but what did he do to fix any of them? What did he do to adapt these players? You can't, you well, that can't was it, wasn't play it? An elite he kind of like, he was a bystander and not had no kind of agency in affecting any of this. Like, you know, kind of my hands up, what can I do? And it's like, well, well, look, try coaching them or try, yeah, try a exactly. new approach. Um, <laughs> I've said it before. Look at Basuma in pre-season. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that Instagram videos mean that he's. He, you know, Tottenham are going to do well. But the 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 guy, the guy has personality. He looks happy. And he, he, exactly. It's just basic things like this. And and obviously others will say, well, where you know, you know, it, it looks like they're too comfortable. It doesn't look like bollocks. Look, we know what Postacoglu is. 
as uh, as a manager I've, I've had to educate myself on that because i was incredibly dismissive of him just which just goes how fickle so was i hell. yeah and uh, we're allowed to be fickle you don't have to you know no this empathy. isn't like a, a moral crusade you can change your mind and be a hypocrite from something you said six months ago. That, that's the beauty of football. Oh, no, no, you know, no. Apparently, according to, to Twitter, that's that's not permitted. Yeah, nothing's, fact, so. nothing's set in stone, and we're all allowed to look stupid. Um, and that's absolutely fine, because it's ultimately a passion. Um, it's not our kind of family life or something, you know. So we can be silly and make poor calls and stuff like that. People take it too seriously, Ollie. It's just... And I well, think look, it's where, we all do. You and I do. Let's not... You can't be dismissive. I, yeah, I know. I'm sat here recording a podcast and saying <laughs> that... Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. There's a, the, the hypocrisy bleeding through uh, in your ears. Um, okay, look, I'm going to ask you about the squad in a second. I just I, I just want to ask how you feel about... Because there's, it feels that even players that we had last season are going to... And I know this is a cliche. People are going to cringe. But they're going to feel like new signings because... Basuma, for example, to come back to him, was just not allowed to be the player that we, we know he's capable of. You know, he's one of the most dynamic midfielders in the Premier League. And yes, he had injuries and he, he took time to recover. But the over-deliberate um, kind of tactical disciplines that Conte wanted from players meant that a lot of our players were kind of stuck in positions and space that, that meant they weren't able to you know to do what they they can do well, this is about him being adaptable he had some talented players but he wanted different players to do different things now people can say oh why didn't you get the players that he wanted but you know you can't have everything you want you do need to sometimes go okay what have i got that i can work with um and that's one of the things he refused to do but to your point yeah so i think some of them are going to feel like new signings and it is a bit of a cliche and you know i've been giving this some thought recently because when we look at, you know, what's his face from Chelsea, the manager there, mm-hmm. you know, the, the team that got really good under him, if you look at the the bedrock of those signings, a lot of those were kind of maligned and not that great and kind of bought over time and came in and out of the squad, went out on loan. You look at players like Walker, Rose, Dembele, um, you know, even Vertonghen to an extent. And I know there were some, like, really useful additions, um, but those are some really key players for us in, in those, you know, when we were at our best and they were bought, you know, and just didn't seem to kind of fit in with anything at the time. I remember going to games and people hated Walker, hated yeah. him, wanted yeah, him out. Yeah. And then, yeah. and you know, now he's probably one of the best right backs this country's ever had. And Danny Rose as well, you, you know, yeah. I, mean, I know he was young at the time, but he was just uh, famously signing that five year contract and everybody just... But the point um, I'm making here is that, you know, the club. we had, we had, you know, those players that kind of didn't seem to fit in. And then all of a sudden there were key players and we all loved them. And I just wondered, given that we've got a new kind of image of football coming in, that certain players that we um, kind of have written off um, might actually turn good. Now it doesn't look like it's going to be in Don Bello, but yeah. uh, maybe much to my surprise, it might be Lascelles, so you know. Wow. And this is a player that wow. came in with a lot of hype, hasn't lived up to it, and then looked like he was on his way out. And now, maybe not. And if if maybe not, that might be because he's impressing. And who knows? We could have a really, you know have the player that we thought we were buying three or whatever years ago it was. 
Which would be so, typical Tottenham, just complete disorganisation yeah. and, and just accidental success, which is messy. Which which is what frustrates uh, all of us, I guess, because we don't appear to have a blueprint. Um, well, I think buying players is also difficult. And you're right, kind of having a strategy is important and buying kind of players for that profile, um, which, which they were. They were bought for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it will probably just at the wrong time, really. Yeah. Um, and then we've kind of changed tack and, you know, they've, they've none of them fit in. But maybe now. So, yeah, I think there's, there's maybe a few surprises in there as well. Um I guess we'll find out. Who are you looking forward to to, to seeing, like in terms of team wise? Because, okay, let, let's not that we're, we're ignoring the centre back thing, but I, I guess there's not a lot we can do at the moment because we haven't. You know, we're interested in there's maybe three or four names. Something's bound to happen in the next couple of weeks uh, because it just simply has to, or by the end of the, the the window. But the rest of the team doesn't look that shabby, right? Not at all. It doesn't. And if you think about how underwhelming we were last season um, having a team that can attack means that we're going to do a lot of damage this season as long as we can we can defend we're not going to be short of scoring even if Kane is not here I think it just opens up the team to be more of a collective and be less reliant on one man I'm not saying that losing Kane is an easy thing to, to, to be able to deal with it, it it's going to be surreal uh, we can talk about that momentarily as well. But in terms of the rest of them, like me personally, I think Son's going to have a, a, a great season. Um, he's not going to be playing uh, with his back uh, to the ball. Yeah, hopefully. he's not going to be playing number nine, is he? Yeah. I mean, what, anyone that stands out for you, any, 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 anyone that you're thinking that he's going to be a bit tasty this season? I think you've got to, it's hard to look past um, Madison. Um I think he's going to be a really exciting player. He's a very Tottenham player, um, mm. the kind of profile of which we've not had since Ericsson. Um, he's good with set pieces, which is... I mean, we've got a couple of people that are pretty decent now because Porro's pretty handy in that department too. Um, and Perisic, if he sticks around, he's pretty decent. So, um, yeah, but Madison's the one that really excites me. Um, obviously, Basuma as well because, you know, we saw what it was like at Brighton. Yeah, so um, good. and then that's kind of largely been forgotten. And I think there's been like a few new kind of players that have come through, and they've and so he's become a bit of a forgotten man. Mm. Um, but if he can get back to you know why we bought him in the first place, then you know those two in midfield could be really exciting. Um, and hopefully Benton comes yes. back and really compliments to... it. I, I do worry about that though because that's a serious injury, and yeah. sometimes you just that's it. You know, it, you yeah. don't you don't fully recover. So we should hopefully not have to, but you know, brace ourselves for for that might be the case. Let, let's not let's not depress ourselves too far into the future with, with that potential. But then you know, up. if that is the case, then you know, Lascelles is going to put egg on my face and and become you know the new De Bruyne. Yeah, I worry about him though. His attitude in that first season was even worse. I mean, if you want to run with the Romero. Narrative. I mean, Lacelso just looked completely disinterested in in, be, in playing for Spurs, and uh, and if you believe the rumours, you know that he wasn't much liked in the dressing room. I don't know how much you can read into that. Again, I don't think it matters that much. Not everybody's loved, but you know his output for Argentina is really good. 
So they like him not, there. Yeah, it's not like he's not a capable player. He's just not really illustrated that to us in in a way that that you kind of point at him, Leonardo DiCaprio meme style, and think that, that he's the one. He's that's it. He's going to do it. He's going to give us that something extra. And it is amazing, really, because again, it's just so Spurs. That we've got Madison, who is that kind of creative swagger, who seems to be loving it so far, you know, coming to Tottenham, um, and then to have another player in there that can that can do something. It's a shame it's not a hat trick with Endombele because we suppose really would not be short of a, a, a creative um, output uh, options, different types of players for different moments in the game. You know, that's the whole point of having a squad, even though we don't have European football and, and obviously we're paying a lot of money for wages for these players. It's good to be ultra competitive so that when we are rotating, we're not actually losing quality, which is obviously the thing that Spurs have really suffered from. Not, not, not so much. If you, if you go back to the, the manager who we will not name, um, you know, we often sacrifice, feel like we sacrifice cup games because of the priority was the league. So it's almost mm. like our ambition to do so well in the league cost us winning tin pots, which is which is context that's often not really entertained by by a lot of people. You know, when when we look back at the amount of trophies we haven't won. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that that kind of uh, I enjoyed um, it. tangent. But my, my point being is I want Tottenham to be a little bit more robust. And and I think we're getting that from Postacoglu. I mean, how are you... Um, what's your first well, first impressions? Of, your, your, your general impression of Postacoglu so far? You know, I mean, for me, it's just him talking. He's just, he's just like... I mean, I'm sitting in a different universe to the one I've existed in in the last four seasons. Yeah, he's, a, he's got a very different vibe. You know, he seems very personable and, you know, funny. I think everyone's commented and, you know, he's pretty... He's quite dry, isn't he? In, a, mm. in a, You know, his humour. The way he kind of dealt with that mug. He brought the Bayern shirt to a press conference yeah. For, yeah. for attention. Um, Looked like yeah, he wanted he, to punch him. Yeah, but he just put him down, didn't he? He just put him <laughs> under manners and it was that. And um, But, you know, he, he, he does talk about... You know the, the philosophy of his game and how he wants to play is not a. You know he he's a bit of a zealot in that respect, isn't he? He wants to be on the front foot attacking, and it, and that's really kind of just music to my ears. And I think Spurs fans, you know, that's you know, we've not been spoilt with trophies, but you know what we do expect is you know having a go and playing expansive football, which is why you yeah. know Redknapp was loved so much. Yeah. Um, because you know when it when it worked, it was just amazing, and it was such a such a high. Um, so more of that. Um, but yeah, he, he seems great. He says all the right things. I, I don't think I was alone in being um, a bit concerned of his track record in you know not having kind of managed in a league as competitive as this. Um, and it's you know kind of testament to him that you know just saying the right things is maybe kind of put that all to one side even even if though no, i probably still believe it in my heart of hearts um you know i mean he, there's nothing he certainly wrong, put a hand on the knee there's nothing wrong right to, to to be concerned i mean this is i think this is where where football gets a little bit complicated in, in terms of commentary and punditry and, and just what we're doing right now podcasting like you know to not to keep name checking jack but there's, there's there's a few people i know who who i completely respect and obviously enjoy chatting to but they will they will put 
They, I don't know if it's like like a, a, a self-defensive mechanism that kicks in where you're kind of protecting yourself from the very worst. And some people are constantly doing that because the likelihood is the very worst, or and that's not necessarily a bad thing, the very worst, because echo of, of glory and everything, you know, you can get very close to success and, and not uh, attain it. But the likelihood is your team is not going to be successful because of the sheer... Uh, doped football entities that exist above us that that, mm. that obviously have a, a certain pedigree with experience of winning things so you can aim high and you can still fall short um so every time we're in this kind of new position where there's there's meant to be new hope a lot of people will, will take a step back and think well is he good enough what's his mm. experience what you know this is the premier league it's a proper league as if to discredit everything else the guys achieved and, and so on and 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 often it's hard to know are you doing that because you want to protect yourself you don't really want to have this outpouring of, of emotion and belief and faith but for me the way I'm built is as much as I can sit here and try to analyze things and, and talk about the, the 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 science of football and the technicalities and, and everything else I also like to to allow myself the freedom of just believing in something like it's it's not tangible like faith and belief and it doesn't it doesn't you know the what it, what are we basing that on other than well something might go right and i think it, that's okay to do that in football and that's where i am with poster cogler I'm, I'm just choosing again to have faith in the manager perhaps not as not as aggressive as i was under Jose Mourinho and Conte because I think now looking back if I'm honest with with myself I probably didn't believe in either of them but I wanted to again out of desperation whereas I think now I'm so burnt out by by defending these guys when the football wasn't good and and trying to find positives in the football you know we're going to play ugly and win and it's going to add an extra trait and, and, and whatever dimension to our football and blah blah with Postacoglu I'm like look I can't predict the future. Let's see what happens. He's hitting the right beats. He's exactly what we need. We 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 could have appointed you know who, and he would have given us the same qualities without no guarantees that he can replicate the football again. It's the qualities. It's the it's the 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 vibe. It's the it's it's having that opportunity to say, do you know what? It might go well. Uh, and I think that's where I am with, with him and the club. I think identity, to go back to it, has been non-existent with, with, with our football. And having that back, feeling excitement, going to games or watching watching games on TV, I think is, is such an important part of the of, of the experience. And you just build build on that. I think it's going to take time. I, the people are going to hate hearing that. But we've wasted four years. We haven't yeah. really done any work in long. four years. No, 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 uh, uh, definitely not. I mean, if there, is there anything that does worry you or concern you? Like, just is there anything that you're thinking? Yeah, that that that's that that might come back to bite us in 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 some horrible way. I mean, there might not be anything, Holly. So don't don't feel like you need to. Yeah, the, um, I guess the the one thing I might be concerned about is kind of the patience of the fans. You know, we've had a really miserable four years and we're entering a really kind of uncertain period, you know, for, for many reasons, you know, if, if say Kane leaves, obviously it's going to be devastating for anyone who loves Tottenham. You know, there's no 
way of kind of that not being the case. Um, he's our best ever player. You can't replace him. Well, let's, let's it's going to really, it, it's going to really hurt. I'll, I'll come. I'll come. Yeah. We'll, we'll more. Um, obviously, we'll leave. Hugo is going to be leaving. Yeah. Um, other players going to be leaving on top of that. And it, it's been one of those things that is, um, you know, we've all moaned about, you know, we need to refresh the squad. Things need to be different. You know, we've got the same stale players. The flip side of that is, though, it's it's given us a really kind of strong sense of continuity, almost a, a comfort. Oh, you know, we know who these people are. They're known quantities and um, we can kind of, we know what to expect. And it may be, yeah. it wasn't enough, but we at least knew what we were getting. And now yeah. we don't know what we're getting. And it's created yeah. this sense, you know, it's really kind of going into the, the abyss, you know, what, what what's going to happen next? Um, and I think... Do you think... Do you think it's 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 got to the point where it's a necessity now? Because like we we talk about rebuilds, and it's not really about re- rebuilding at this point. It, it's about moving on more than anything. And I'm not saying again. You know, I would I would want Kane to stay until he's no longer able to kick a football. Right? We yeah. all would. However, if he if he's going to leave, obviously it's going to hurt. Etc. But we've got to look on. We've lost, we've lost so many great players, and and often the reaction is the same. How are we going to recover from I don't know, Berbatov, uh, Modric, Gareth Bale, and so on? And it goes on and on and on. You know, the fact that we've held on to him for as long as we have is a miracle in this day and age. You know, he has done something that very few players in the past have done. Maybe that's because he's he's come through the academy and and he's affinity with Tottenham. My point being is that we do have to move on and having the likes of Lloris, you know, leaving and and Kane, you know, shifting on, it almost allows Spurs to just be reborn. And that's probably a little dramatic, but I I think all of us, we're so, I don't know, I feel like we're we're so messed up on an emotional level as well as uh, historical in, in terms of recent history. You know, like I said, going back to the manager we will not name and the Champions League final and how, how good we were and how close we got and what we could have achieved if if, if the ball did back the, the manager and so on. I think we're, we're still broken from, from, from those moments and we've not been able to just move on from it and create something new. We've just been in recovery mode every single time. And so the way I'm looking at it is just Postacoglu is, is the catalyst that I thought Conte might have been. Um, just in terms of giving us because he doesn't he doesn't seem to give a shit. I mean, he does obviously, but he he's saying either you're with me or you're not. If you don't want to be his Tottenham player, if you don't want to be at Spurs, then I'd rather you leave. Yeah. And then we can, do you know what I mean? And and, and we kind of need someone to be that direct and 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 just that gently forceful, if that's even a phrase, to to allow us to to fall in love with something new, to have something new, to feel. Yeah. That we're refreshed, that we're experiencing something that that is 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 going to make us feel different, not better, not necessarily better than how we felt with Kane playing and the rest of it, but just something because, mate, time. I'll go well deep here, but we can't we can't hold back time. Things change, things have to change. And Fucking I think Spurs, up, Confucius, give it a rest. <laughs> 
mate, you know what you're getting when you're talking to me. Like you cannot, you cannot stop things from changing, and 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 I think we've tried to do that, and I think we've 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 tried to hang on to it. Um, like, where are you at then with 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 Harry Kane? Like, how are you feeling um, in your head and your heart with with the the the, the potential? Uh, well, yeah, I'll come on to that. I just wanted to say because you kind of alluded to it um, mm. about Foster Cogley quickly is that and the board is not in for a lot of credit at the moment and they yeah. could have gone for you know who Yeah. to their credit they've made a really fucking bold decision going for him there was yeah. a really easy yeah, route um, and it might blow up in their faces um, and we'll all be fucking furious but that was a bold bold move so um, they don't have many um, fans at the moment, but you know, give them credit for for at least trying to do something and recognising something needed to be done, and that there needed to be a culture shift and kind of going back to something that maybe kind of trying to trying to kind of recreate history would have been the easy thing to do, would have satisfied a lot of people. Um, on Kane, um, I just don't want him to leave, and. Mm. I know there's logical reasons for getting rid of him now. Um, you know, money for one, you know, yep. that we can spend. Um, the idea that he doesn't go to another Premier League club. Uh, that's um, a big one, right? You know what? I, I think, is it because when he's, he's England captain, you know, he's one of the best players in the world. It's not as if we're not going to be bombarded with how he's doing in Bayern Munich anyway. Sure, he's not going to play against us twice a season. But that's it. We're still going to be seeing all the footage, all his goals, whatever happens, it, you know, if he does leave. Um, and it's not kind of how much less painful is it going to be? I, I, I'm, just not, I'm just not sure that that's the case. And one really nagging feeling I have is he can go to Bayern and then kind of actually he's more likely to come to say Chelsea um, via Bayern than he would be to if he left directly to another English club at the end of his contract. It's you know, kind of like a, the Fabregas move. You know, and I, I just don't think that that's just like a nagging thought I have. Obviously I can't back that up with anything, but this is my concern because, you know, he was going to get a taste for actually moving clubs is all right. You know, everyone's really nice to me and, Blah blah blah, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, Tottenham was a while ago. Why not Chelsea? Or, you know, I don't think he'd do Arsenal, but yeah, no, and I hope he wouldn't do Chelsea imagine. either. But I, th- I think there's more chance of him winding up there one day via Bayern than if we let him go at the end of his contract. Yeah, it's it's there's no easy there's no easy way of really dealing with this, you know. Um, you know, you can try and you can sit down. You can try and work out how his head is how his head is working. You know, maybe he feels he, he's stagnating, even though his football definitely isn't. But maybe like in his head, he's thinking, "I just want something new. I wanted to leave when City came in for me. I stayed. Spurs still haven't got anything sorted. I just want to feel to. I, I, he just wants the feeling of winning something, even if it is with Bayern Munich. Not to dismiss Bayern Munich out of hand. I still think it's a weird move for him as as big of a club as they are, and obviously they're a club that could, might, get to Champions League final. You know, there's no doubt in their their quality and their history and their pedigree. Definitely not saying Tottenham are a bigger club, but I often also think that that 
Kane is so uh, he's he's so clinical in a lot of things that he does right not just his football but just the way that he is he's very professional he he doesn't look like someone who's phased by much but it does feel like he's doing this because he wants his legacy to have those notches you know that he won x y and z mm. so that he can use that more for his profile in whatever he does after the after the game. I know that sounds a bit a bit of a weird take. I could be completely wrong. I, prob- I probably am completely wrong. But you know, like we keep saying, no one remembers Alan Shearer winning the league with Blackburn, apart from Blackburn supporters, I guess. You know, he's the the Premier League top goal scorer. Um, maybe Kane comes back and gets that record. You know, he could play until he's forty, supposedly. Who knows? But it just it just feels he could have done something completely different here. But that's from my perspective as a, as a football supporter. I'm going to look at it from a biased perspective. You know, think of Spurs, put Spurs ahead of everything. He's been at Tottenham for how many years? 18? He's been at Spurs for so long that he's done his shift, I guess. He's the record goal scorer at the club. It's not like we're going to just dismiss that and forget about him. Um, I think it's just, unfortunately... We were never the type of club that could win things at a canter. We, we're we're not in a position um, to be able to do to, to be able to do that against the likes of City. Um, although you know that's disputable in terms of how much effort the balls are, are putting into transfers and 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 the, and the rest of it. Um, I mean, you can't replace Kane. So does it come back to the collective? Does it come back to Different players chipping in a, a more kind of free, freestyle attack where it's you know you've got midfielders doing the midfield work now, not Kane dropping deep. You know you've got Rich, Richarlison might might start finding the back of the net. You know if he's played in his his rightfully you know suitable position. Um, does it hit us really badly, Kane leaving? Does it re, does it cause a huge problem or? Is it just just a new version of Spurs? Um, I mean, yeah, it does cause us a huge problem because you're losing a, one of the best players in the world, um, and that can't not cause a problem. <laughs> you know, it's just impossible um, for it not to. Obviously, we're not the first team to have lost a brilliant player, and certain teams have managed it well, and other teams haven't. Um, you know, like Van Nistelrooy at United, kind of not, not not a kind of dissimilar situation. He was a goal machine for them, and then after he left, actually they they went on to better things. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was helped that they had some really fucking good players to to come in um, behind him. But you know, it it, it can happen. Um, you know, and he is the fulcrum of the team. And if he does leave, then obviously there's going to be a period of adapting to, to kind of the new world order, if you like. Um, but it doesn't, I don't want it to happen. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of think through kind of, okay, if it does, cause it, you know, it's almost too painful to, to contemplate, but um, I'm going to do the painful thing and contemplate it. And it, it, of course we can reimagine ourselves and there can be, New, new heroes, if you like, and, and and sharing the burden. Can you replace thirty goals in a season? Well, probably not, but you know, 
before Haaland, and I know this is a bit of a ridiculous comparison in some respect, but if you looked at kind of how City went about their business, now I'm not saying we're going to be getting 100 points in the league, but their their goal scorers are all kind of spread across the team. You know, lots of people on kind of like 10 to 14 goal sort of thing uh, that have, uh, you know, a collection of players with kind of that total. Um, and they're winning, you know, by cricket scores every week. Um, so, it, yes, it is possible. You don't have to play with a kind of a, a main threat. Um, and we do have players, you know, Son is, you know, as we know, um, capable of scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, I think Richarlison, I mean, I, I don't think he's ever going to be kind of... Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Kulu? Because I think, obviously, he had a really tough season last year. Yeah. Um, probably wasn't helped by the manager, like a lot of our players weren't. Um, but I think he's having a big season, mate. I, 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 I know some people are worried about him um, in pre-season, but again, I don't, I don't read too much in pre-season. It's just sharpness, isn't it? I think yeah, people, exactly. I think, I think there's a, there's a bit of a, and probably because everything is so kind of fragile and uncertain at the moment, there is a, a tendency to kind of read a lot into things, um, and we're all doing it and kind of reading in different ways, but. You know, what Kudu, I think, kind of, when he's good, what, what people kind of maybe don't notice about him enough is it's actually his final ball. You know, his, you know, his ability to kind of pick out a man in the box um, was really, really good. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily kind of what people think of him. They kind of think of him as this kind of not very quick player that's able to sprint past people somehow. Um <laughs> But actually, I think he's more of a, you know, kind of creative player. Um, so, and, you know, maybe Solomon's going to be a decent signing. Um, I think Madison, you know, he scored, what, 12 goals last year or something like that? Yeah. So we've got goals from midfield, which we've been missing. So, goals yeah, from I mean, of course. Pieces, which which yeah. Kane obviously sends over the, the, the bar. So that's that's one good thing about selling Kane, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, he did. Look, well, he didn't get the free kick today, but he, he nearly got one. He yeah. nearly, <laughs> nearly. Um, look, we're going to end the the normal podcast here. So, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from, thanks for downloading. We're going to continue on the Patreon uh, section where we're going to chat about Daniel Levy, Joe Lewis, the protests, the ticket prices, all the boring. Very important things to be fair, not boring, but the things we've got shirts uh, off, it's going to be wrestling, (laughs) all sorts. It's really good. Just sign up. So, uh, yes, exactly. Do sign up to Patreon. So, thanks for downloading.